Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between. Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome in, friends and gardeners. So glad that y'all are here today. Appreciate very, very much your decision to take the Garden Mama show with you. Put put us in your ear. Maybe even wander outside. Mm, it's a little chilly this morning. Think I'll go back in and make another cup of coffee. <laughs> I think that's the weather forecast for today across our listening area. Good morning, Lance. <laughs> it was definitely a little cooler a little today, change. and I enjoyed it. I, I got up early and. Uh, realized that Ole Miss had the game had just ended. Uh, I gave up. <laughs> I had a long a, day. Hawaii is a whole nother world. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Six was, hours uh, different. Thirteen innings too. That so doesn't help. That's yeah. basically yeah. two two games almost. So then you got two today, and then what one fun. Sunday. Yeah. So but what a great might weekend well live to it be up, there. Yeah, live yeah. it up while you're there. Absolutely. Play play a lot of ball. Absolutely. Kept them from going out. I'm sure. Well, We're, at least. At least for a while. <laughs> at least on the very that particular evening. Yeah. The good news is though that. The fun part of Hawaii is that every morning when you wake up, it is prettier than the day before. And especially if you don't live there, it feels that way terrifically. It's wonderful. They're going to have a great weekend. I appreciate that is <clears throat> I didn't I did not put this out to put on to supertalk.tv today. I did send some lovely pictures from around my garden though, so I hope you'll tune in and see those today. But here's the thing. I almost fell out of my chair. I would have if I hadn't if I hadn't been sitting in such a comfy chair. A friend sent a picture of the newborn baby in, frankly, all of the gear from my school, LSU. And of course, at the bottom it says, "Thank goodness I can be a happy baby." Baseball season is starting, and I thought, well, that's true. We've we've, we've gotten past the gap, so to speak, and we're now into the the fun part. You're of, such an informed you know. sports fan. I mean, you know, there's this just kind of area <laughs> after football. It's the coach's football. daughter. I yeah. can't help it. There's nothing wrong with basketball. It, there, <laughs> no, it, no, it's I, a that's great mine. Sport, but that's mine. You but get, baseball is so much fun to go to. Yes. You know? Well, and you still have basketball, too. So you, it's more, it, you just have so much more mm-hmm. once baseball kicks in. And when you're in college, you don't have to study at all. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a game every just day. A game every day. <laughs> we've got to we've got to support our team. The yeah, teacher's this, like, this, hey, all right, whatever, this, this man. Turn woman, it in next this week. This from the woman who did, in fact, have very good grades graduating from college. I I couldn't help it. If you tell me that I need to do this to make an A, I'm probably going to do this, <laughs> whatever this happens to be. And it didn't work all the time, but you try very hard to do those. Things. I got good at studying on a bus. I'm sure yeah, it was many fun. miles. The second, yeah, you know, the second half of the season or, or the year, because you were always traveling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, there wasn't a lot of flying back then. We did fly to L.A. once, and I remember at Auburn my freshman year, we flew into, I think it was Omaha or no Tulsa to drive to Fayetteville. Oh, of course, because so you can't was, get to no, Arkansas at that point. I yeah. don't think they had a landing really, strip really or something, can't. but um, I think they've resolved that since. But that was crazy flying from. 
I think we had to go to Atlanta. We flew to like Tulsa and then drove down to Fayetteville to play a three-game series mm-hmm. and then reversed it Turned out. Around. Yeah, oh, it yeah. Was, that was a weird that's one. That's really crazy. Well, but that's what happens. My mother went to school in Fayetteville in, in Arkansas, and I, I remember Beautiful going, place. Beautiful. But we went there for, for events, and it took three times as long to drive there from North Louisiana as it did to drive anywhere else <laughs> because yeah. you couldn't get there. It was just really something. They like being isolated, I think. Well, all the roads are on top of the, the hills. There's and not. There's a stream you know, at the bottom of every. I'm pretty sure that I learned switchback at that particular <laughs> point in time. If you've never driven in the mountains, trust me, you'll mm. learn. Yes, you will. <laughs> uh, that's a white nugget. The pig trail, I think, is what it's called, where you go up from ah. Oxford, the way you go to Fayetteville from there. And we had taken the bus route up. It beautiful, but it was kind of a white knuckle experience. <laughs> Reminding you, felt like you were in Guatemala or something on the you know, on the corner of a cliff, the going in the certain, mountain in Michoacan, oh, going man, around the waterfall. Yeah, it was my first experience on something like that, as far as in a bus. And uh, I'm, I, I don't. And like I said, yeah. the switchback lanes and those things buses, are there. Buses scare me like that. That's too much bus. You yeah. know that. That's I, I'm, we did I, my flip, hat we is flipped off, one. You know? We we did. Oh I, no, I was, no no no! Don't tell no, me. No, I was on a sleeper bus. <laughs> we were headed to South Carolina, and we were just leaving Oxford, and we were all in the back. They had two of these sleeper buses, and we were in the first one, and uh, a oh, handful of goodness. us were in the back room. And others were mixing around, doing their thing. And we had literally five miles out of town. And, and the driver flipped it into a ditch. And we oh, were on no. our side. We had to climb out the slider window. The window, yeah. And they came and got a wrecker and pulled it back up. And we got back on that <laughs> and drove it. And the other went to South Carolina. Same driver? We didn't play very well that weekend. I would have hoped for no, a No, it was driver. terrible. <laughs> And you're in a bu- that's like a twelve or fourteen oh, hour huge. bus trip. Yeah, those, you don't get on. We those were five minutes going, out of town know. when yeah, that happened. That's crazy. And so yeah, that was a uh, an omen. And for those of you who are out driving today, you can tell why we want you to be very careful be on the highways careful. and byways. That's right. We've been on a few that have not been so great. I won't talk to you about when the entire electrical system in my car went out <laughs> at night Boy. driving down a mountain. That's Boy. another whole thing. <laughs> But guess what? We made it. We're here. And that's the best part, I think. Well, you have beautiful pictures today. Thank you. Well, it's a very smiling kind of day in the -hmm. garden. You have to look specifically because, quite frankly, not everything looks great at this moment in time. But because there are so many pretty things, I'm really interested in the flowers that made it at your place. Which ones came through? I've got, for example, two snapdragons in the same container two different varieties one of them is about to put on new flowers it's got buds the other one looks like it's never going to be the same again so i'm trying to get some ideas about that i have uh put up today the beautiful little violas that i'm so fond of and the dianthus when i tell y'all about telstar dianthus i really think i'm talking about my spirit plant this little plant can't be stopped when you see it today, it'll have some red flowers and some white flowers, but they go pink and they go every shade in between and they break and they're real pretty. It's a dianthus. But this particular one, Telstar, has a really good ability in Zone 8 to, ter- to put up with everything. These plants have been in this bed for probably four years. So every weather condition that has come along has beset them. And sometimes they don't look so great, but most of the time they've got a few flowers. And a lot of the time they have a lot of flowers considering the fact that, you know, it's, it's a four-year-old plant. 
I do fertilize it once in a while, but not very much. But Telstar Dianthus is a great plant for a little surprise every here and there. I've also posted snowdrops today because they are blooming. I love snowdrops. They make me feel so much like it's the same thing as the very early daffodils, which are also blooming now. It makes me feel confident that we're going to move towards spring. Not this weekend, but but very, very soon. Gardening is really a gamble, you know. If you look around my garden right now, you're going to see everything from the completely gray limelight hydrangeas that that doesn't surprise me that they're that way. But I'm also looking at some swollen buds on the blueberries, and I just hope they don't try to bloom before this cold weather pops around. We'll just have to wait and see. That's the best thing I can tell you is we have to wait and see. Anna in Oxford, thank you so much for calling in today. What's in bloom? Well, I've got uh, four I'd like to mention because uh, three of them, have a lovely perfume. Mm. Got winter honeysuckle. Yeah. And paper bush. It actually, the flowers have opened and they do smell. Yeah, they do. They have they a lovely life. fragrance. Yeah. Mahonia. Uh, Mahonia is magnificent this year. Oh, the that's deer great. Have even come by and ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Mahonia. For those of you who don't know yeah, Oregon. It's very pretty. It, and it, it's, is it yellow flowers? Yeah, 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 Oregon yeah. Grey Polly is going to have got, a I've got them really all over my yard. I, in fact, I just gave away four for someone else. <laughs> well, and they will seed and come up like Nandinas do. You know, they they have a yeah. very they're very prolific. <laughs> and the last one is hellebore. Now ah, they're yeah. kind of low to the ground, so I don't get down there and smell them. <laughs> they don't have much fragrance, but that's the Linton Rose. For those of you who are looking for common names, yeah. the Linton Rose is the hellebore. Mahonia you will often see as Oregon grape holly or just as grape holly, sometimes in the shrub section. It has leaves like a holly. It has real points on them. They're real specific, you know, very very well diagrammed, very well, you know, you're going to poke yourself with them. But because they're so thick, they really do look like a crown on the plant a lot of the time. They don't they don't stick out like a holly does. They, they're more bound in together. And I just think it's a beautiful plant. Love that plant. And the winter honeysuckle. I, uh, I love winter honeysuckle. We don't see enough of that. Is that Gelsinium? I have to look that one up. But that's a pretty plant. Well, it was given to me given to me by um, one of our master gardeners who since retired from master gardeners. And this year, I guess because we had such bad weather last year, and then the drought is saying, i got to do it now. That's I right. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I do have a few flowers so, like that. I, I think some of my daffodils that are on the very edge of the world and have been there forever are feeling that way. I did notice that the paper whites have really got lots of flowers on them, and that's not as that didn't happen last year. This year, they're just they're saying, "Okay, we got to bloom." <laughs> I agree with they you. They don't grow outside here. You don't have daffodils and, and uh, narcissus that grow outdoors? Well, we've got daffodils in bloom, but the paper whites don't. Um, it's a little bit too cold for them. Hmm, okay. They're I'm an surprised. indoor plant. Well, they, they're certainly an indoor plant everywhere. I just thought, I thought they would make it in zone 8A and 7B. I didn't realize that. Well, cool. Good to know. I, yeah, I learned well, something it, today. Well, it's one of those things. It might work one year, not another. Because I have a few in the ground just mm-hmm, in case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Insurance plants. <laughs> You never know. You never know. I hope you have a so wonderful I just thought week. I would let, yes, go ahead. 
I just thought I'd let people know that there are flowers you can have in late January, early February. Absolutely, absolutely. And we would not, I don't think we would be as optimistic about spring and, and pushing it so hard if we didn't have anything in bloom. We'd be like the, the my friends in Ohio that are celebrating their one crocus that bloomed this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do have a crocus. Okay, do you I have should, crocus? I love that one. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Anna. Take care. It was a pretty picture, though. Now. It was a lovely crocus, but <laughs> there was only one of them. <laughs> okay, then. You know, I love that. Fun to hear. We'll see what else is going on. Nancy's in Madison. Hmm. We grow Chinese pistache, but I don't. I, I, I'm pretty sure our soils are a little intense for the the nut, the pistachio tree. If anybody disagrees with me, let me know because I'm I'm only relying on what I have learned. I've never I've only ever grown the one that is more ornamental. So somebody else tell me. Let me know about that one. We will see what we can do. Rich and Kentwood is making mulch. <laughs> They're beautiful. Oh, you know, you know that this is absolutely this is absolutely singing my song this morning, Rich. I want to mow, but the bees were out on the warm days. That's right. You can't mow that all that co- all that uh, clover down quite yet because they're the bees have been really busy. Now they're going to get quiet this weekend, but next week it's probably going to be eighty degrees in Kentwood, so you'll be seeing all of them. And and yes, there will be people trying to plant. Things that they shouldn't be trying to plant because it's a little early to to declare spring, friends. In fact, it's quite a bit early. But I'm glad that you're letting the pollinators have at the clovers. It's really important at this point in time. I do have a couple of annual flowers that I'm looking for to add to my collection, oddly enough, because they're heat tolerant. They're plants that we think of as growing beautifully at this in, in chilly conditions, cooler temperatures. But they also, because of their breeding, have been pushed into a slightly later time in the time frame. If you think that sounds weird, think about petunias. When wave petunias were introduced and became really popular, and then we went to calabrocas, and then we went to, you know, mini bells and all those things, million bells, rather, and all those things, those were all developments from a species. The species, petunia, that we used to see around all the time was a spring bloomer, might be a fall bloomer, but it was really not going to make it all the way through the summer. They might reseed and start again for the fall, but they were not going to bloom all summer. When they were able to breed in the heat tolerance into wave petunias, though, we ended up with some that really do go on and on. Now, granted, if it's in full tilt blooming, full tilt blazing sun, you're going to have a hard time keeping it blooming unless you're watering and fertilizing all the time. But a hanging basket in, you know, what I call summer camp outside your out your house, hanging in a tree with a lot of bright light, bright sun around it, that thing will bloom for months and maybe keep on all the way through the summer with a little fertilizer. Not as not as hard of a chore in a slightly more protected environment. But we have a couple of choices to look for. I really like Snow Princess. Snow Princess is... It's a lobularia, but you're going to see it as sweet alyssum. It, if it doesn't have a variety tag in it, though, it's probably not Snow Princess because Snow Princess is a named selection, and it's um, it's probably even still patented. I'm not sure about that part. But the the, the main thing is that because it is vegetative, it, that is to say it blooms and blooms, but it doesn't set seed, 
it is less likely to stop setting, stop blooming and set seed in heat because that's usually what triggers things like alism to go ahead and go into seed production. So that lets it bloom longer. And in fact, what happens with snow princess, even in zone eight and sometimes in a protected, you know, a little bit sheltered location further south even, we will get a summer doldrum, but then they'll start up again. Kind of like geraniums do a lot of the time. You know, they'll look great in the spring, but if you protect them in the summer from just frying out, they will start to grow again and bloom again in the fall. So that's what this plant is like. The other one is a really nice group, the the Laguna lobelias. And again, we're looking at a specific strain of lobelias, but we, but if you're if you're ready to look for them, they're going to bloom for a lot longer. They, they're they really a better container plant, I think, because they don't take wet feet real well, and sometimes that's something we can't avoid in the summertime here. But it's just something to think about to add to your collection. I like it. <laughs> yeah, Rich is right. He's ready to plant, but he's got to wait. That's right. We've got to wait. We don't want to take a loss. You know, if you if you put out... One tomato plant, or if you put out 500, your, your feeling of loss if something happens to it is going to be pretty bad. So I say, this week, plant potatoes. This is the perfect week to plant those potatoes. You, you know you want to. It's the perfect time to plant shallots. It's the perfect time to plant all the onions. I, I have to tell you, it's, a, it's one of my favorite pieces of the gardening season. The Brussels sprouts are growing. The lettuce doesn't look too good. But everything else is coming right along. Let's talk about my plants and your plants and the neighbor's plants. If they're not listening, we can talk about them however you like. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Sammy the Shovel, reminding you how important it is to call 811 at least three working days before you dig anywhere in or around any homeowner's yard. It doesn't matter if you're putting in a new mailbox, installing a fence, French drain, sprinkler system, even a flower bed. You need to call 811 at least three working days before you dig, or you could end up responsible for a water line leak, utility line with gas or propane, or even worse. Safety is in your hands. Call 811 every dig, every time. You dig? Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. 
For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Scott Trout, licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia only. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a master tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. In 1920, John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. With an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad, John not only sold but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. Albritton's has maintained that tradition to this day, with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. Albritton's also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle. From dress styles and gold and stainless steel to sporty selections and carbon fiber, Albritton's has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their fine watch store. Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's, Albritton's Jewelers. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season, you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a Samsung Galaxy A14 included when you buy an extended silver unlimited plan. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Yeah! Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. At Key Constructors, our mission is to build a legacy that will stand the test of time through hard work, dedication, and pursuing excellence. Key Constructors is a heavy civil construction company, a leader in the bridge construction world. Our goal is to provide a positive work environment for you to grow personally and in your career. We are proud of who we are and what we do, making it happen one bridge at a time. Come join our team of Black Label Bridge Builders. Check out Key Constructors on Facebook and other social media platforms and keyconstructors.com. hard to imagine that I can't sing like that. <laughs> when you hear yourself in the shower, you think you're just as good, but you're really not. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Carol King, of course, wrote songs for ages for everybody else before she finally recorded her own tunes. And I, I just I have to say I'm glad she finally did. Tapestry is a life-changing album for her and lots of us. 
for sure. Well, pistachio trees. Back to Nancy and Madison. Let me let me tell you what uh, I'm thinking. What I'm I, I thought to myself. I know that there's something else besides the humidity of our conditions. They are native to Asia, but it's they're not they're not native to you know the the humid areas like we are. But here's the thing. I, I checked it out, and indeed, I'm right that it's going to be tough because mainly our pH is wrong in our soil, and our soil is too heavy. They have to have the, the trees, the, the pistachio trees. Yes, you need to have a male and a female tree to make pistachios. They are not nuts, of course. They are droops like cashews, just in case anybody's want, wondering why I'm saying that. It's, that's the difference in them. And, and they do grow a little differently, but they also need a soil that is virtually neutral, that is um, very, very well drained. And frankly, our humidity is not anything we can fix other than the space around the trees and a little bit of pruning to keep the air circulation good within the trees as they grow, because these are big trees. But if you if you're a person who's willing to do what it takes to grow pink hydrangeas in our native soils here, which traditionally produce blue ones, or if you're willing to grow asparagus, which takes a neutral environment and you have to continuously work on its soil to keep it that way, then pistachios are a possibility if you're willing to do that kind of soil work because it's got to be neutral in pH and it's got to be extremely well-drained. Now, that being said, wouldn't it be great? (laughs) Wouldn't it be wonderful if she could do that? I hope you'll make it, Nancy. Let me know how it goes. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about those two things, but I think you can probably do that. Let's see. Um, Kathy's in zone H. She's got Brussels sprouts in the ground since October. They have large leaves but appear to have stopped growing. Do I need to fertilize? Yes. And don't fertilize with high nitrogen. Fertilize with some kind of vegetable garden product that's going to have a higher middle and later number, even something maybe that's meant for flowering plants that you might have around. But but the point is you don't want to give them too much nitrogen. If they've got big leaves, they got plenty of nitrogen. But it when I can't tell you when to expect the harvest. But if the plant is growing well, there's a, there's is a point where it gets enough leaves to begin making the the, the stem that then produces the fruits on it. Um, and I think I I'm going to say by March, if you if you fertilize now and they're growing as well as you're saying, I think sometime in March you should be able to see Brussels sprouts. What we're trying to do by growing them through the winter of course, is to get them harvested before the heat can get to the plants. Um, really hot Brussels sprouts are not roasted. <laughs> they're just they're the most bitter cabbage you'll ever run into. And for those who don't like cabbage at all, Brussels sprouts are usually a little bit milder taste. Plus, because they can be grated and, and pickled and all these other things that you don't usually do to cabbage unless you're into sauerkraut or kimchi, you have a different set of flavor profiles that you can get from them. So it's it's a it's a wonderful plant. I'm gonna say um, if if you have if you've just planted potatoes and onions again, that's a thing we're gonna get out of the ground before the heat gets to them. We think of them in April. We think of harvesting them before Mother's Day in the early part of May, at least. And the the Brussels sprouts should certainly bear in that time too. That sounds like a fun garden. Onions, red potatoes. And Brussels sprouts. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. Oh, did you hear? Have you used this? I don't know if you've used any of this. Um, this is uh, netting to keep out bugs and stuff. There's a whole bunch of studies being done, and it seems as though 
what we're seeing is that we've always thought that the size of the mesh made a big difference. Well, maybe it's the color more than that. So it, it, the talking about onions is, made me think about this. Indeed, um, we're always trying to exclude the, the insects, keep them from coming in to do the damage in the first place. But what they what we usually see are either black netting or white netting or gray netting or something like that. And in this case, we're exploring the red netting in the same way that they've done that around trying to grow tomatoes and put them in, in red containers and stuff to see what that does for them. They tested red nets at the University of Tokyo that had a mesh size larger than the insects they were trying to exclude, but they were still more effective than other conventional meshes, even with a smaller mesh to them. So it's one of those things that's is kind of doesn't doesn't seem like it should make sense, but apparently it is the color in this case that is keeping the onion thrips out of the onions. So I like that idea. I don't like onion thrips at all. Joan, you're in Tupelo. Let's talk about your petunias. Hey, Joan. Well, hello, Nellie. Good That's, morning. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, this is. I just wanted you mentioned petunias earlier, and mm-hmm. it reminded me of the old-fashioned petunias that we used to plant the seed. Yes. Sometimes they were passed along in the spring mm-hmm. from neighbor to neighbor, and uh, I've lost all my strings of those. They were I loved them because they just bloomed all summer long. The one. Uh, do the, you have any? There's a there's a good chance that if you're going to find them, you will find them at Seed Savers Exchange. That's a place where a whole lot of people have made their seeds available, some commercial, some non-commercial. But the Seed Savers Exchange itself is a thing that's intended to keep those varieties moving out into the to people who want to try to grow them or to recover things that we didn't know we had lost. Um, my favorite story right. is about the lynch beans, which don't if you if you have a handful of lynch beans from Georgia. There, it's every kind of bean in the world. It's a black one. It, they all kind of look like lima beans, but there's a black one and there's a striped one and there's a spotted one and there's a red one. But that group of beans is known as lynch beans. And apparently they've been grown since, you know, 1800 and something in Georgia when someone gave me a, a bag full of them. And when I planted them, I was tickled to learn that indeed some of, there's a couple of different kinds of plants in there, which is why they make so many beans. And when I found okay. those again in seeds, Savers Exchange, I was able to send them to a friend of mine who was curious as to how I had gotten those beans, because <laughs> they're, they're apparently very rare, but they were a gift to me, so, that, so I didn't know anything about them. But Seed Savers keep it that kind of, it's the same thing as, as our Southern Fruit Fellowship or our friend Larry who does the, the trees that are not the varieties everybody else grows. They're the, they're the more local or more more kind of you know, ancient favorites, that sort of stuff. And there's seed savers, people that do that too. So I would check with them before I worried too. I mean, I think the seeds are still out there. But the main thing you'll have to be looking for, of course, are single-flowered petunias that reseed. And I I imagine you'll be able to find them. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Sure. I wish I could tell you I had them, but I don't. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't happen to have them. Thanks for calling today, Joan. Good to hear from you. Thank you, ma'am. You know, it's, it is chilly everywhere today, but that might be the right uh, the right the right moment. <laughs> we have a chance to do all that. Yep. 
I understand that. Thank you very much, Rich. That's exactly what I would say. It, it is, however, not California here. So it's, it's hard because of that, keeping that pH right and, and keeping, it's just like growing asparagus in this climate. It works. We can do it, but we have to keep at it. And that's part of that. And, and it is like pink hydrangeas. We have to keep at those too. But I really like his idea, of course, um, watering through the pipe from a good distance away and, and, when we can set that up so that it also has a top on it so it doesn't get overwhelmed with water when it does rain, those can be very helpful with with our trees in this part of the country. Let's see. Do I need to cover my hyacinth and crocus that are just coming up? Um, I was – oh, the second question is something else. Okay. Here's the thing. If your buds are closed tight, those plants are not going to be affected by this cold weather. On the other hand, if they're just starting to open, go ahead and pick them because they will open in a little warm water in your house. But if the buds are tight, they're going to be fine. If they're just sticking their noses up out of the ground and it would make you more comfortable to cover them up, of course cover them up. I don't mean that, so I'm not going to tell you not to do that. But I believe the plants will be fine. It's the flowers that I'm more concerned about. And if if they're already opening, and, and particularly if they're showing any color, go ahead and pick them and bring them inside and enjoy them. Um, my my grandmother grew hyacinths every year because she really liked them, and she there was never more than one or two because the smell was so intense when she got them indoors. But I can remember her putting the the flowers into uh, basically have only two or three flowers open on the stem and putting them into water in the kitchen where it would be nice and warm. And that of course is how we were taught to do that. But she didn't she didn't have to teach me. I just got to watch. And then some pretty mulch. He's made some beautiful mulch. I need about two truckloads. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Everybody wants that. That's nice. Fun stuff. Um, let's see. Ah. Well, this is a good question. Oh, good, good, good. Ray and Gluckstadt um, says that she visited two dog farms in Florida yesterday, and she just loves it. You, I'm telling you, it's worth ride to Florida. Not today, but you know, not right this minute, but, but ride to Florida to the farm store. I'm going to get up there in a week or two. With the drastic, will, the, will this loss of trees drastically affect the bird population? Well, and what she's talking about is, we're we're seeing a lot of damage from the year 2023 too much water too much heat too much drought and all those three factors do take can take down a full-grown tree if the tree is not able to make it it just that's it's not anything you did it's just the weather has been not accompanying and not accommodating rather so we're they're taking a lot of trees down and there's just been what the reference is, I believe, here would be Madison County has just begun a program to apply for grants to take down the trees that are damp, that can fall on the road and, and hurt you when they fall over, because they're going to fall over at some point. And since we can't control what direction they fall, it's better to cut them down before that happens. So it, I don't, I, I really think that we have so many trees that we we while we may lose some birds in one area i don't think we're going to be less of a welcoming place for the birds because even if we took out 
10% of our trees, which we probably will have to do at some point over the next couple of years, that's, it's not going to affect us in the, in a negative sense from the bird's point of view, except rarely would be my thought. Um, I did hear somebody tell the story. And it, he's a smart guy, much, much, much smarter than me. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, on another subject entirely, the the discussion was about this. There's a myth. OK, you've heard it your whole life, probably, that there once were so many trees in the eastern part of the United States that a squirrel could get off a boat. On, in Charleston and, and stay in the trees all the way to the Mississippi River. Well, that's not exactly true because in those days there were in fact savannas, there were in fact prairies, which is a big part of what we turned, we walked right in and planted and developed those prairies. So we don't even know from prairies much, which is why this project to restore, to restore and reclaim is very important because it's part of our environment that we haven't really, we didn't really realize they were gone. But, in the sense of when you see this this area, you know you see a, a what we call a, a wildflower meadow. When we see a a, a, few, a few trees in a pasture, rather than no trees at all, rather than completely forested, when you see that and you see the flowers have the ability to bloom underneath, and the wildlife is all very plentiful there, that's what we're talking about. And indeed. The squirrels would have had to have made a big leap or two to get across some of those things because the distance between trees, since these were not flying squirrels, is a little bit harder to navigate. I still maintain that the squirrels today can get in the trees in Memphis and make it all the way to the Gulf Coast without getting out of a tree. I'm convinced of that. I believe that I've met them. They have different accents. You know, there are all these, these, these squirrels come up and down the road. But. We've got all of these things to think about. What are you doing up there? You doing some stunt flying or something? Yep, that's it. That's it exactly. That's it exactly. And and we we were all big fans. I think in the world, if you if you're a cartoon fan at all, you like Rocket the Flying Squirrel. But that's not really what happened. And we have to just kind of put some of our myths back in our pockets and say, well, some of that was right, some of it was not. Just like all hydrangeas are blue, I heard that my whole childhood. That's not true. Some of them are pink. It depends on where you live. Where I live, they were all blue. Anyway, more to talk about taking your phone calls and and harvesting these terrific texts y'all are sending today. Birds and trees and Brussels sprouts and good grief, azaleas and one thing and another. Stick around. To tell us what to do I'd like to be Under the sea In an octopus's garden With you In an octopus's garden With you In an octopus's garden With you Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians like me depend on public benefits for health care, food, and housing. To receive these benefits, I cannot have more than $2,000 in my name. With ABLE, I can save for my future without losing my much-needed benefits. I couldn't plan on savings before, but now I am ABLE. Visit MississippiABLE.com to get started. Hello, I'm Sean Tindall. 
Commissioner of the Mississippi Department of Public Safety. Since 2021, Mississippi has seen a 25% reduction in fatalities involving crashes with commercial motor vehicles. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. DPS, through its MHP's Motor Carrier Unit and the Commercial Transportation Enforcement Division, is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state for the Trooper and Trucker Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safely. Hi, I'm Jade, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit is the savoriness of the sausage, the fluffiness of the egg, and the butteriness of the biscuit. It's amazing. The perfect start to my day. Hi, everyone. It's Justin. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit is the fluffy egg, the melted cheese, and the sizzling sausage. It's the start to your morning that you didn't know you need. Order a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit and simply orange juice on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks VapoCool Drops. Yeah, Vicks VapoCool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Please welcome to the Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks VapoCool Drops. Gallo here for Baroni's Tree Pros. My friends at Baroni's Tree Pros put customer satisfaction as the only way to leave a job. Nothing less than the best service you'll find in the industry on tree removal, tree pruning, stump grinding, debris cleanup. You got questions? Baroni's Tree Pros will give you a plan, time frame, and budget that's perfect for you. Free estimate at 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. Or it's online at baroniestreepros.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Retired or retiring soon? How much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results.
Yeah, that's what we said. That's exactly what he said. It's funny. (laughs) And if you don't take it as funny, I apologize. Nobody's trying to offend you this morning. But come on, John Fred and his fabulous Playboy band. <laughs> it just sounds like you're walking down the street of like New Orleans and having a blast. House, and you yeah, just got theme yeah. music that's yours. Yeah, that's right. That's kind of how he, a, that's, just having a that's good exactly time. how his whole <laughs> attitude was. Yeah. And that's the way it makes Probably me feel when is, I listen to it. I don't know that. It, yeah. But, but um, his sense of humor was just silly and fun and really nice guy. Always wanted younger musicians to be able to have a place to record and practice and do stuff. So it's really, really good influence in that little tiny world that I love so much. One of the things that is tickling me, I got to say this, y'all. Oh, 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 question, real quick question from Julian Tupelo. Can I plant the calla lily outside that I was given as a gift? Yes, but not today. <laughs> I would wait until... Mid March, at least, um, because you want it. You can grow it indoors for a long period of time. It's going to do better ultimately outside. So that's that's a. It doesn't. It's not going to mind freezing weather when it's been in the ground the whole time. If it's one of the fancy ones with brightly colored flowers on it, you may want to grow it as a container plant outdoors, just so you can protect it in case it has flowers on it next fall when we begin to have cold weather. But it is, it's not a plant that's going to have a lot of problems for you, I do not believe. How often do you get to – oh, by the way, um, t- today is, among other things, Public Science Day. So thanks to all of y'all who count birds and, you know, make remarks on sunsets to those sites that do that. And to, to y'all who are watching the um, – I don't even know where this is, but the, the, the bald eagle nest cameras – Oh, that's and now we know the difference between male and female bald eagles because we've had a chance to watch them and listen to all the people talking about it. So cool, y'all got me hooked on that. I'm in trouble now, but the the other piece of it is that there's so many things to learn that when I read this, I was just tickled. Cornell University looks at stuff that the rest of us kind of take for granted sometimes. You know, like okay, we understand that plants. Uh, that anywhere there's a spore, for example, that the dispersion of it from the plant or from the whatever the surface is that it's growing on, whatever kind of substrate or wherever it might have been, maybe inside your plant, maybe outside in the air. There's different kinds, of course. But they are the first ones at Cornell. Didn't we figure out that all of these things happen more in wet weather, that we are more likely to see, per, for example, Brown patch on the lawn, classic fungus disease, when it's been wet. When it's wet and dry and wet and dry, the wet weather tends to bring it back to to the surface where you can see it. This is true of a lot of fungi, but it turns out it's not just the fungi. Cornell is explaining to us that rain droplets shake the flexible leaves. Now, we're not talking about, you know, stiff holly leaves or something like that. We're talking about tree leaves and other, other leaves that are not so dense. And that, in turn, creates, when you're able to look at it closely enough, a tornado. That's right, a tornado of pathogens spreading from that, because the raindrop has has initiated the splash, so to speak. The pathogen is there, the fungal spores are there, and they, in turn, form tornadoes so that that's how they get so many other places and land in so many other places. They applied their theoretical analysis to high-speed camera footage and by, by you know, every kind of manipulation in the world of that particular kind of technology, they were able 
to predict the trajectory of the spores of the fungi. Now, come on. They did this successfully. And how they are carried by this, the, the, the leaf vibrates and the fungi are induced to release their spores and the spores in turn go into a tornado and get your plant. That is really something. It's very, very cool. They are, um, what they've been doing, of course, they're not trying to spread pathogens. So the work in the lab that they've been, they photographed what was going on in reality. And then in order to be able to put information in and test it, they now are using glass pieces to mimic that particular flow of pathogen. They're not, they're not going to spread pathogens all over all of us in order to do the research. I promise. Coming up on a good question, um, Nick and Ponatok, welcome in today. Thank you so much for your question. What's the best time to trim the old stems off of my hydrangeas? It depends on what kind of hydrangea it is. If it's limelight, now, in fact, I'm doing that today. Um, as, my, as a matter of fact, taking the flowers off is fine. You don't want to cut into the plant, but you can prune limelight hydrangeas in the winter, Okay. If, they, if they're a nice shape, you don't have to worry about that part. But they bloom on the wood that they're going to produce going from spring through summer and then blooming later in the summer. If you have the big round-headed hydrangeas or if you have um, uh, lace cap hydrangeas or if you have even oak leaf hydrangeas, you don't want to prune them very much at all. But, yes, you can snip the flowers off. Just don't, do, don't go back much farther on the stem because they're going to bloom on last year's wood okay it just depends on what kind of hydrangea it is you're always safe to just take the flowers off and that's probably what you're after doing let's see um my sister lives in lubbock well hello dave and ripley and she wants to ask when do you fertilize a mature mulberry tree and what kind of fertilizer in lubbock texas you're probably going to do that at the beginning of march Maybe the middle, just if it's still below freezing, you don't want to waste the fertilizer. So, but the chances are good that it will be pleasant enough there. Do it in the at least by the middle of March, and use a, fir, a fruit tree food. There's going there'll be some. They're they're not if the tree is in terrible condition, you may want to fertilize it with nitrogen first. But if the tree is in good shape and you're just trying to produce more growth and more mulberries, use a a fruit tree food for it. I would prefer one that is either granular or a stake type that you can put into the ground because they're going to last a little longer than one you just mix up in water and put on the tree. Okay? Love mulberry trees. Just talking about that yesterday, trying to go harvest some from one that is um, presently doing beautifully (laughs) that I like a lot. I'm curious if I can. I think there's some seedlings, and I'm thinking I might be able to dig up a couple of them. Now, of course, we've still got another good blast really quickly of weather that we can spray our camellias and other shrubs with, our horticultural oil, okay? The ultra-refined horticultural oil is going to suppress the insect problems if you've got them on the camellias or if you've had them on other plants, particularly shrubs, particularly young trees. This is a real good time to give them that sort of assistance, (laughs) In, in other words, we're trying to make sure that we want to give them every chance that we can to be without the pests this year. And by doing the spray with oil, horticultural oil, ultra-refined, not the heavy stuff. We're not, we're not spraying that. But as long as we're doing that when temperatures are well below 80 degrees, we're in good shape to do that. We're getting close to that next week. So give yourself the chance to do it here in the next couple of days if you need to do that. Mike's in Brookhaven. 
Um, is this a good time to dig up plum tree sprouts? Yes, I think it is. And in fact, it's a good time to transplant anything you want to dig up and move. If, whether you're putting it into another spot in the garden or whether you're putting it into a container. Either way, this is a great time to do that. And as I say, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm scouting those mulberries. I haven't quite gotten the, uh, I don't know if there's, I don't know if they're quite large enough to do what I need to do with them. But we'll see. You know I'll keep you updated. That's my job. I'm really lucky. I have the best job in the world. I get to be here with you every Saturday on the Garden Mama Show. Listen to the songs of the fathers and the mothers and the many friends gone on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Some eternal morning we shall meet their mother on the hound and do you show. Get in touch with God. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. And listen to the music in the air. Turn your radio on. Turn your radio on. Have the glory share. Glory share. Turn the lights down low. Turn your lights down low. To the master's radio, get in touch with God. Turn your radio on, turn your radio on. Do you ever feel like you are in the dark? Well, with a propane generator, you'll never be in the dark again, at least when the lights go out. Enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out. Propane generators assure you will always have power. Propane-fueled, clean cooking, hot water on demand, warm and consistent heat, and power when you need it most. Why would you choose anything else? Propane. Clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com today. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there's Superior Catfish. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. This world is a crazy mixed-up place. Most of that is out of my control. But at Gateway Rescue Mission, we do what we can control right here at home in Mississippi. We offer a meal when someone is hungry, a warm bed at night, help for someone struggling with an addiction. In doing so, we try to make our little corner of the world a better place. Look us up at www.gatewaymission.org. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a Samsung Galaxy A14 included when you buy an extended silver unlimited plan. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. You're listening to WFM and Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi leads the nation in fatal car accidents involving teens. Department of Public Safety Commissioner Sean Tendall supports legislation that would make driver's education mandatory. 
we believe, and, and most studies show that if you if you have mandatory driver's education programs, it helps pull that back. If the legislation were to pass, it would take some time to come to fruition. I think it's going to have to be one of those things where the schools offer it, and we also have private instructors. We've got to realize some folks are homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, some folks, um, you know, might have just never gotten a driver's license, and they're they're 22 years old now, and they need to be able to go take a course. So we're yes. trying to navigate some of those things, and uh, and you know, I, th- I think once we get there, that that's going to make our roads safe and much safer than they have been. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. We are advocacy, a century of wins, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Superior, it's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time. Made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. The number of charter schools in our state is growing. Dr. Lisa Kamachura, Executive Director of the Mississippi Charter School Authorizer Board, brings us up to date. We have doubled our population in terms Mm. of the number of schools that we operate since 2019. So in 2019, we had four, we had 10, and now we opened a a school in 2020. So we had, I guess, five to to be um, real specific there, but we've doubled it. So we have 10 operating schools right now, and we serve 3,400 children across the state. Um, with about 266 teachers on staff right now. So we're growing. We opened our first school uh, in Natchez last year, and that's Instant Impact Global Prep, and um, opened a school uh, in uh, the Canton area. They recently approved their first high school, which is expected to open in Clarksdale in 2025. From Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action today finds Arkansas at Mississippi State. 1 o'clock at the tip-off in the Humphrey Coliseum. 12.30 is airtime on the MSU Basketball Network this afternoon. And then Missouri is at Ole Miss tonight. 7.30 is the tip-off in the Pavilion. 7 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network. The Rebels are 5-6, and 18-6 overall. And Missouri is 0-11 and 8-16. and 16. Mississippi State is five and six in the conference, sixteen and eight overall. Arkansas three and eight and twelve and twelve. Southern Miss Golden Eagles look to get back in the win column today when they take on Texas State in the Reed Green Coliseum. Two thirty is the tip off in the Reed Green Coliseum. The Golden Eagles are fourteen and twelve, seven and six in the Sun Belt. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports, Mississippi. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Sammy the Shovel, reminding you how important it is to call 811 at least three working days before you dig anywhere in or around any homeowner's yard. It doesn't matter if you're putting in a new mailbox, installing a fence, French drain, sprinkler system, even a flower bed. You need to call 811 at least three working days before you dig, or you could end up responsible for a water line leak, utility line with gas or propane, or even worse, safety is in your hands. Call 811 every dig, every time. You dig? Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. Friday was opening day in college baseball. The largest opening day crowd in Mississippi State, 11,216, saw the Bulldogs from behind to defeat Air Force 8-4. to They'll play again today on WKBB only. And Sunday will be a network game for Mississippi State baseball. 12.30 will be their time on the MSU Baseball Network tomorrow. Southern Miss opened the Christian Ostrander era with a 4-1 win over Maris. It was the largest opening day in Pete Taylor Park, 5,272 saw that one. 6 p.m. will be the game today in Hattiesburg. Ole Miss played the longest game of opening day, 13 innings. The Rebels winning 5-4 over Hawaii in Hawaii. A game started at 10.30 our time, ended at 3.30 in the morning our time. Doubleheader today, local only in Oxford. Sunday will be a network game for Ole Miss Baseball. 4.30 will be the airtime on Sunday. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. From the trees over your head to the lawn you hate to mow and everything green in between. Garden Mama's here to help you keep on growing. Still the empress of everything green. Here's your horticulture maven, Garden Mama Nellie Neal on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome into the Garden Mama Show. I'm here to tell you that today is Cafe Ole Day. And in fact, this is Cafe Ole. So I trust that you will enjoy a little bit of something or another yourselves that is warm and real, quite frankly, keep you a little bit toastier than the weather is going to do for a couple of days. So glad that you are here today. So glad you're a gardener. So glad you're a radio listener. And guess what? This is National FFA Day. And week, I'm sorry, National Week. Do you know what that is? That's the Future Farmers of America. You don't know what that's about? Look it up. Pay attention. If you if you know about 4-H, you probably know about FFA. But if you don't know about either one of those things, you need to. This is one of those cases where the, the program has been going on for many, many decades, bringing smarter people to our agricultural marketplace. And frankly... That's what we need, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, I'm speaking of Cafe Olay. I believe <laughs> yes. I've eaten at a Mexican restaurant named Cafe Olay somewhere at some point. I imagine you and have. And it was a bull. You know, it had the bull. I, I mind, would so. imagine that you have. And, and, uh, and we're, we'll do our English quest later for our, our, our words. By the way, there's a new taco place over here in the hood. So oh, man. I, I saw Those the are sign always the best. <laughs> I saw the sign this week. Went, wait a minute. Man, I don't know where he's going, but uh-oh. he's got to try this one. We have to get our reviews, you know. <laughs> I, there is a concentration 
of them in this neck sure, of the woods. Sure, we're, we're fortunate. Yeah, we're very amazing. fortunate. Our Hispanic community and our chefs are all getting it together. It's fun. I need to get one of those belt buckles. Like the, you know, oh, you see, dear. The, yes. I'm going to get one to put on like my Patagonia belt. You just you just, just want to look that way. <laughs> I, just I understand. The belt I understand. They got the coolest belt buckles, There's I'm telling you. Beautiful work. I'll get yeah. you some of the boots with the pointy tips, too. Yeah, those, that, my feet are, are too wide for those. Yeah, I can't do that. I need the wide work boots, squared toe boots. <laughs> That's funny. I've been now wearing you know this. more about him than you probably I, I called wanted the, to. I, I called the Souls and Shoes people yesterday and talked to him about it. He said, I got a project for you. I got you. You got to fix yeah, my babies. Fix these things. He goes, well, we're certified. We can do it. That's all right. That's, That's what I need to hear because <laughs> these are my babies. And well, and you, may, you will find, as I have done when I went to try and replace a pair of shoes that were at least 10 years old, with a, not not the same shoe but the same manufacturer, they're not made in the same place. The shoes aren't the same. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to get the old ones fixed when you can. I've got, so I've got a pair of Johnson & Murphy's, a pair of boots, and then some, I've got the Vans on today. I was a little, I'm a little scared at the moment to <laughs> wear the boots too much. I don't want to tear them. <laughs> they need a little more time. Yeah, I, I, I thought that would be his first project. So. They need to cook a little bit. So, but, yeah, future well, farmers. Uh, that, future that's farmers a, now. Come on. We do a little. They, very exciting we, we're in the delta a lot it's it, to me it's it's such a, a revival to go into the delta and see planting season and then see uh, the growth and then see harvest and it's just you know watching all of that to me is remarkable and to know how much is produced out of uh, these fields we're, we're and, so fortunate oh yeah to uh, be it's amazing to see how much gets done in 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 our delta and all over the state really but the delta is the largest concentration and unbelievable land and just coming through there with the corn crop up or the soybeans or the cotton hey, y'all, it's amazing we can grow anything here yes <laughs> we can grow everything here <laughs> you don't believe me i promise trust me i'll help you find out who's doing it already or who has and who will help you figure it out because we can grow anything here and that's the really good news. In fact, Rich is telling us about his mulberry trees. They planted 50 of them seven years ago. Magnificent, beautiful, beautiful. This is just, I need to be there. Mulberry lemon sourdough bread made last weekend. Good grief. And this is, frankly, real bread week. That's absolutely real bread. So come on along. You know, you, you can celebrate. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get probably mulberry lemon sourdough, but there'll be Something in there that will appeal to you in the real bread department. I don't I, – I, I just don't think yeast is ever going to be my friend, but I sure am pretty good at the um, the breads that you toss together that are known as quick breads. Those are fun, and it will be better. It will be more real. It will be real bread week at your house if you just do that a little bit. All right, now, it's cabbage day, y'all. Does that mean we're going to make cabbage rolls? Does that mean we're going to make slaw? Does that mean we're going to have steamed cabbage or braised cabbage or boiled cabbage or raw cabbage? I mean, I don't know. What steamed is or, or you know, that. I'm coleslawing. Oh, I'm going back. I love I, my coleslaw, coleslaw was so good last weekend, I'm going to make some more this weekend. Love coleslaw. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different versions of the cut and who yep. puts this in it See, or that. See, that's another one where we shave the Brussels sprouts into the coleslaw. Ooh, nice. Makes it even more interesting. <laughs> Give me some of that. See, Let me try that. It's it's ridiculous what we can do when we think about it ourselves. I am I can't do anything about the fact that we are now turning the corner into what they call the spring market, which is a joke in the gasoline world. But 
until they figure out how to not do that without raising prices all over the place, I'm not going to be for it. I don't like a transition doesn't need to cost me more money. But anyway, those things tick back up a little bit after they tick down so beautifully. Now they're going to tick back up. Here's the deal. If you were worried about that, I can't fix that. On the other hand, if you're worried about the fact that the onions have gone from $1.99 a bag to $3.99 a bag, I can help you with that. Plant some onions today. I can help you with a lot of things. I can help you with your cabbages and your Brussels sprouts. I can help you even get ready for tomato season. Grow some of your food. And I'm so happy to hear from people with mulberries and pistachio dreams and all of these other wonderful things that y'all are texting in about today. Because guess what? We're going to need to figure out that we can feed ourselves, if nothing else, because it puts more money in our pocket to pay for the other stuff, but because it feels so much better and you'll eat so much better. I don't know. I don't think I have any gym sponsors here. You can probably give up your gym membership if you take up gardening. In fact, I know you can. So anyway, then you get a dog. You walk the dog. All your good health things are taken care of. (laughs) She said optimistically, but it's true. We can control the things we can control, and those are the things we have to put our imprint on. And in this case, that's food and flowers. Now, for those of you who are looking for something to do in an 8 by 10 bed in your backyard, plant flowers. You want to plant the first one with vegetables, of course, but if you find a spare bed, plant flowers. Flowers are worth more money. <laughs> so guess what? Therefore, you can do that. You can raise a little bit of money. You can have a really good time, get some good, honest-to-goodness serious growing therapy upon you and do good things with yourself and in fact impress all your neighbors so i'm for all of that oh i was really tickled to (laughs) sometimes sometimes we study stuff as as a group of humans that is so obvious that you just you just feel like well good grief this is we didn't we know this already we you've seen azalea plants where the leaves are yellow and the veins are green. That's the classic iron deficiency, but it happens in a lot of plants. Sometimes it's not actually iron deficiency, it's iron inavailability. Okay? It's like when you put something on the very top shelf and then forget where the step stool is so you can't quite reach it. Well, that's what's happening to your azaleas. The iron may be in the soil, but because of that pH concern that we've discussed around the pistachios, You can't get it. It's not being acidic enough. In this case, it's the opposite end of the spectrum to get the iron into the azaleas. So that's why we do test those things. We do make sure we're getting the right pH around our plants. But now we've got research to understand about how the things that function, the peptides that function in our shoots and roots, move the iron into the root nodules. And if they're not colonized properly by the nitrogen-fixing bacteria that we keep talking about being in that sheath around the root, if those things are not happening, then the iron doesn't get used and can't be absorbed. I think this is this is a whole new way of looking at this particular problem. Um, one of the questions is always, you know, if we if we have plants that can fix nitrogen from the air, why can't they grab the nitrogen, grab the iron rather from the soil? Sometimes they can and sometimes they can't. And the more ways that we can understand the way this works, recognizing recognizing that these mechanisms are universal across plants, then we can put them to work for our, for us as well as perhaps not having to do as many hoops. If we can find a way to better get the iron to the roots, then we're going to have a better result, I hope.
How do you get rid of nematodes? Well, that's tough. (laughs) That is a good question. Now, it depends on what the nematodes are in and what kind of nematodes they are and all of those issues. Nematodes are microscopic worms. Nematode invasion and colonization is why we don't plant some vegetables in the same place twice, the same soil twice. Tomatoes, lima beans are the two big ones. But here's the question, of course, depending on what kind of nematode it is, there are products that will you can use to, to treat the soil because the nematodes are there, but in some cases you're basically just trying to get them to disperse. A few nematodes is not a problem, but if you put those tomatoes roots in there the second year, there are enough nematodes in that soil to jump into there, get into the roots, and really, when you take the plant out of the ground, it literally, you see why it's named root knot nematode. It makes knots in all the roots. And you won't see them because they're microscopic, but you will see the results of them having been there and tearing up your tomatoes or your lima beans. So I'm, I'm going to say look for the products. Depending on what you're growing, look for a product that can control nematodes in that particular situation, whether it's a lawn or a vegetable crop or something else that you're growing. But be aware that most of the time we just try to avoid them by rotating away from where they, because they're everywhere. So if we can rotate what we're growing into a different soil, we avoid them rather than having to treat for them. Just as a point of curiosity, um, chitin is probably the main ingredient in any kind of nematode control. And that, of course, is something that is what is what we find in, for example, crawfish shells and shrimp shells and crab shells. It's uh, it's a it's a really wonderful material for this kind of garden work. So it's interesting. Yes, you're exactly right. Um, I, I, drying mulberries, good good suggestion. Drying mulberries in, and then crushing them into a flower so you don't have to add um, any sugar because you got all the sugar from the mulberry. I have had that. I've had a scone made that way, and it was wonderful. I always have a problem. I like pastries. Scones always seem kind of, I don't know, kind of flat, kind of like maybe they're actually hockey pucks, you know, because sometimes they're very hard. I don't mean to criticize bakers, but, you know, scones are not the easiest thing to do, and sometimes they don't come out great, but they still end up on the counter because you got some, you got to sell something that day. And I, I have to say the ones that were made with um, dried, crushed blueberry flower, mulberry flour, rather, and the ones that had shredded blueberry in them were really good because it got the flavor all the way into the the baked good. It was really fun. It's a great idea. I like it. I like it very much. What is that? I couldn't see that one. <laughs> Trey, Trey is kind of obsessed with the crawfish problem <laughs> that we're having. Um, the crawfish... Did the crawfish didn't see its shadow, so we have another six months of unpredictable weather. I think is how I got the best part. But um, in Pierre part, the the nutria is there, and yeah, they are. Um, that that that's the uh, south 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 Louisiana equivalent of Puxatawney Phil. Now, I, I have to tell you, they're. they're the prediction is for many more weeks of overpriced crawfish. And that's, in fact, what's happened. But it's because we go, the crawfish conditions are not good. It really has nothing. We can't blame the nutria for that. We can blame them for other things, but not for that. Ooh, what a good question, Joe. 
Am I too late to put out pre-emerge on St. Augustine? Okay. Um, if you go to a local garden center, you're in the Madison area. So go to Madison Garden Center, go to Garden Works, go to, if you come down to, to Jackson to Flowood, go to Lakeland or go out to Hutto's or somebody like that. Some that's a local garden center. They will have the right product for your St. Augustine. And I have seen them still advertising. It's still okay. The temperatures are okay. As long as you're trying to control the weeds that will will emerge in about six weeks from now and give you trouble in the late spring and summer, this is the time to do that. Um, I I don't know where the word pre-emerge is on a label because I don't I don't look at labels too much in in this particular world lately, but I do know that it will tell you that it is for use before the the seeds come up somewhere in the instructions it will be telling you about where it is or what to do but you can go talk to the horticulturalist at a local nursery and they will it won't just be a pile of products it'll be people that know what that what they've got and they'll help you find the right one because no i don't know a brand I, i probably should but i don't happen to know one good question though when we think about lawn care altogether uh i'm i'm confident that we're going to be hearing a lot of lawn issues this year partly because of the crazy weather from last year but also because just the winter itself has been so up and down and up and down and up and down if i had my druthers this next two very cold nights in zone eight where i am would actually take out the onions that have already sprouted out in my zoysia lawn it's not going to do that (laughs) it won't even damage the zoysia lawn it's not going to do anything much but on the other hand, if you've got brand new lettuce seedlings coming up or things like that, I've got a couple of things that are kind of babyish. I'll probably cover those up. Just take a container and flip it over the top of it. At this point, we're really today, particularly in my neighborhood, we're trying to keep the wind off of stuff. If you're trying to protect it, it's not as cold as it is windy. And that's, that's a problem because it, it not only dehydrates the individual leaves, it can actually shred them. And that's not, that's never a good thing. Never a good thing. Well, if you are looking for the earliest planting in the spring garden, let's say you know that the last freeze in your area is expected March the 15th, and you want to be able to plant right away, well, the soil's still kind of cold for some things, particularly for things like tomatoes and eggplants, but sometimes even for beans and that sort of stuff, squash and whatnot. Go right now. This is one of the few times you will hear me tell you to get black plastic. But if you've got a bed already made and it's ready for you to plant in six weeks or so or less, go ahead and cover it up with cover the soil itself with black plastic. Let it touch the soil if you can. That will let the sunlight beat on that black plastic and warm your rows. If you don't believe me, get yourself a soil thermometer. Check it before you put down the plastic. Put down the plastic, come back after a couple of warm days, and it'll go up a few degrees. Just something to think about in case you're trying to push the season. I don't mind helping you a little bit. All right, now, a lot to talk about coming up. It's Remember now, Random Acts of Kindness Day. What are you doing to be a sweetheart? Hmm? Come back in a hurry.
customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Do-it-yourself projects are great, but there are some things we can't and shouldn't do ourselves. Dr. Michael Ziegler talks about spiritual growth during the season of Lent, this week on the Lutheran Hour. Each Sunday morning at 7 on Supertalk 97.3. Hi, I'm Jade, and the little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit is the savoriness of the sausage, the fluffiness of the egg, and the butteriness of the biscuit. It's amazing. The perfect start to my day. Hi, everyone. It's Justin. A little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit is the fluffy egg, the melted cheese, and the sizzling sausage. It's the start to your morning that you didn't know you need. Order a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit and simply orange juice on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests paid for their testimonials. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Retired or retiring soon, how much money do you need to live comfortably? Retirement Planners of America is here for you. Would you like to have financial peace of mind? Here's how. Step one, find out the amount of money you'll need to retire. Step two, have a plan to get there. Step three, make sure that plan can take advantage of market gains but protect you from market losses. Discover how to do all three with a free consultation at 800-508-6108. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, inside. Insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. 
Somebody sent me a note this week. Um, I had played this, I guess, a week or two ago, and they said, who wrote that? I said, I didn't want to say, look it up. <laughs> I said, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Come on, y'all. There's, the poetry of Bob Dylan did not always sound like great music when he played it, but sometimes it does. This one, however, the birds definitely took and, and made into a classic. So <laughs> I'm glad. I'm sure that he's still getting royalties from it, so. He's not worried about them. All right, now, I hardly ever tell you to not, to not by any means do anything or do it, get going, but I'm telling you, look closely at your perennials before you begin digging and dividing here in the next few days. Things are going to get warm and you're going to want to get out there and do stuff, and it may be that it's just perfect. On the other hand, if things have already begun to put their noses up, and I'm thinking particularly like cannas and in, in some places, for example, in, in Hattiesburg, um, some of the, the hostas and things may even be trying to poke their noses out. That's not the ones to dig up and divide right now. Anything, for example, I have indestructible lantana at my place. I could dig that up and divide it if I had an axe because that's what it would take to break through it, I think. But those kinds of things are different. You can certainly do a little taking down the browned parts. Some of that needs to be done, and probably you're engaged in it. But the rest of them are either just about to start growing or they're really, really close. And I don't want you to start moving about when that has happened. This is a real good time, though, to practice some good garden sanitation to keep the pests from being such a problem for you. Wet mulch needs to be pulled back a little bit. Let some air circulation in around the base of your plants. And particularly if it is deeper than an inch around things, let it let it lower a little bit for the winter, especially if you're one of those people who, oh, I don't know, like me, doesn't necessarily blow all the leaves out of the flower beds. Make sure they're not any more than about an inch deep in there. Otherwise, you need to get the rake or the blower out. We're not trying to create an environment. What we don't want is for the leaves to be what gets all the water, first of all. But also, the leaves can keep the soil really cold. It's a good insulator. It's cold in there. They stay on top. They keep it cold. So you, you're, you're two steps away at that point from slowing your growth down. Too much mulch will do that, and cold soil will do that. So just take a look. Improve the air circulation around things. Take out a little bit of the mulch or at least reduce its depth to about an inch around things, like perennials particularly. I think you'll be glad you did. It's really time. Um, another plant, in addition to limelight hydrangeas that can be pruned now, vitex can be pruned now, and our dear friends, the butterfly bushes. Sometimes we don't know when to prune those because they've still got flowers hanging on them, even though they don't look too great. The leaves may or may not be all browned. just kind of depends on where they're planted. But if we don't cut them back, because they bloom on new wood, if we don't cut them back, At this point, we're going to end up with new growth coming out where the old growth needs to be gone from. And you end up with flowers hanging off and new growth and old leaves and all this stuff. Don't don't cut them to the ground, but do a little bit of cutting so that when the new growth pushes out, it looks nice and it can push off some of those older leaves, too. That's really very, very, very exciting. If you are growing 
house plants, I mean, not house plants, plants in the house to transplant later. If you're growing seedlings, particularly, this is a real good time to check your lights. If you planted in January, for example, you may already have things like Rich does that are ready to be put out anywhere you could put them. But you may also be having things that are not quite ready for that yet. But if you will keep the light on them, they won't stretch. So make sure that your light is always an inch away from the plant's top, but not a whole lot more than that. So take a look at that and check it out. Um, move the lights up as the plants grow is the ideal thing. But even when the plants are larger, you want you don't want there to be more than a couple of inches, three or four above a, a larger plant. But over a seedling, we got to keep them really close so the little stems do not stretch too much. Okay, okay. I have not been to the ocean floor in quite some time. I'll say that with great. A plum, because <laughs> frankly, I'm not much for walking on the surface of the ocean. The Royal Royal Netherlands Institute, however, for sea research, has been seriously investigating those hydrothermal vents that I love to talk about. Now, interestingly enough, we we've always known that there were critters that the, those the vents in the in the ocean floor, the ocean's heat, gassy erupting spots as they're depending on who you read they're going to be referred to as everything except perhaps a whoopee cushion but sometimes they're even referred to that way this is a whole notion that what is there and why are they there and what can grow there well now that we have underwater robots that are big enough and by the way we're getting really close lance we've got we've got robots now that they're making so that their legs work like muscles which will mean that Rosie the robot will be able to climb the ceiling and clean my ceilings and clean my at my fans and whatnot and take care of all that. I won't have to put her up on a step stool, which I think is probably a lot safer for a robot. Oh yeah, I mean, Teach but somebody's got to fix them too. So there'll, there'll be a lot of jobs fixing exactly. robots. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's start now, kids. Well, in fact, yeah, exactly. the, kids, the kids are. Yeah, they're much better at it than the rest of us. But by sending Big old heat sensitive can get down there and do anything robots into these world. She collected these tiny, tiny shrimp like animals that dominate both the hydrothermal vents, but also you may not even know that we have manganese nodules in a field at the bottom of the ocean, but they're there, too. And in doing all of this, she got to go from the Royal Netherlands Institute to, frankly, some of the coolest parts of the entire world. The island of Tonga, um, the Lao Basin on the border of Australia. Is Tonga the one with, like, Joe in the volcano where they had the orange drink? I don't know. <laughs> you, know you know, it's the Tom Hanks movie. I know. I'm, I'm aware of it. <laughs> I've never Ryan seen plays it. Eight parts, I'm, I'm, I think, I'm aware of it. <laughs> I've seen pictures of her in all her sounds, different casts. Tonga sounds amazing. But Tonga sounds like, it's, it's, it's always been to me one of the places that I want to go. Oh, of course. And, and I'm I want to go to Fiji and all that area down you in know, there. Just all we need is the, the right airplane. Yeah, and definitely. Just a few friends. Some you know, good friends. <laughs> anyway, doing the, this work about U, Utrecht University is where all this is being presented. And apparently people were a little bit skeptical. She had to answer some pretty tough questions, particularly about the large region called the Clarion Clipper Zone, which you and I did not know existed, that's where these manganese nodules are such in huge numbers that she was able to harvest from them, too. 
That's crazy. And I, I was watching the show in Iceland the other night, and it was amazing with all of the the geothermal activity and all of the oh, things. That, it's absolutely it's outrageous uh, to The things see. that we don't know. I, I'm still interested in going to the moon, going to Mars and all that, but I really just wonder why we haven't figured out what's underneath us. Right. Iceland you know? is – I was watching it, and it was explaining that it could be actually sitting on a sunken continent – that's you know east of uh, Greenland and, and northwest of no England. No doubt of that. And so a lot of the geothermal activity mm-hmm. uh, is it's coming from almost a plateau underneath the ocean where Iceland is the peak of that sunken continent, and therefore a lot of that activity that's happening is is not far below, and therefore it's much more spread out too. That is so. Cool. And so all the holes and what you, the landscape is just almost like a another world, yes, another yes, planet, yes. I should say. Having watched Earth form, when volcanoes erupt, then they hit the water, that's where the new Earth forms. I truly understand what you're talking about because it is, it is the, it is the miracle that the whole, that, that the place actually managed to live and survive there, you know, because it could easily have been earthquakes and everything else, you know, taking that sort of a thing down. But when we think of things as islands, they're often not always islands. They're just the top of a mountain range that we don't see, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, a whole, it's a different level to look at. I don't want to go to Iceland. <laughs> it looks uh, there were certain areas of it that were almost tropical because it's beautiful looking. And not not that there. it is the drone, but, but the just, drone flights are plenty. Right, right. The, the drone flights. I, I think that's all you need. But it's almost like Hobbit Land. Or it's okay the, with me. The, yeah. And New Zealand has a lot of that quality to it as well, yeah. but not nearly the the activity with volcanic action and geysers and and, and the uh, the glaciation of all of the uh, the fjords and which those those are that's breathtaking. That's what I want to yeah. see. At, the, at Epcot, I need a new feature that's just Iceland. Yeah, <laughs> just all of the things. We'll call the planetarium <laughs> when they get open. Say, hey, do an do Tell an Iceland. It. Uh, Show it to us. We surround need to see sound more of and that. everything. How fun! Well, the hydrothermal vents have gotten my attention and probably yours too. Uh, but I got to say that the manganese nodule feels really intriguing. She collected samples within these two different places, but in both cases, what she found was that these are very, very segregated critters. They don't – there may be two colonies in the same vent system, but they don't talk to each other. Their, exa- their DNA is different, and they don't, they don't move back and forth. They just live right there where they live. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Now, the manganese is a different story, but that, that's a different piece of, of the puzzle because they also have a different, a different basis of the fact that they live comes from a different part of that ocean floor dynamic, which we need to know a lot more about. We absolutely need to know more about it. Now, do you have a green roof? We have very, very few green roofs in this part of the world. We are not as short on soil to grow in, first of all. But we also have, frankly, a different attitude about what roofs are for. Here they are to shed the water off the house so that the house doesn't, the roof doesn't get too wet and the whole thing doesn't turn into a problem. Where roof gardening is a big deal, it is generally because it's an area that tends to be a little bit drier, or at least where that particular part of the, the area, for example, in New York City, a flat roof is more easily drained there than it would be here, okay? So green roofs have, have helped with all kind of things like everything all the way up to it, including urban biodiversity management, but 
these are they they take in excess storm water and they are, are designed to shed off what is excess so that the roof doesn't collapse of course they actually do provide an insulation the buildings that they are above use less energy for heating and cooling and in fact they really do keep that concrete jungle as we call it from being as hot or being as frankly cold either i mean it it, it, roofs roof gardens can be an ameliorating circumstance in this case plus keeping the pollinators happy giving the birds somewhere to land and having the opportunity frankly for a little bit more diversity than you would see ordinarily but too often because they're planted to look pretty they're planted with non-native plants that don't do a thing for the wildlife in the area and may in fact be a problem so a team from Dartmouth has decided to take a look and see if they could work on, here we go again, the soil microbes. You can see my theme today. It's all about the soil. Getting the soil right, then the rest of it is much easier to deal with. So they began working on enhancing soil with native prairie microbes. What? Yes, that's right, native prairie microbes, to see if it would change the the soil community there over time. And they were particularly, of course, like we all are, interested in tracking the presence, the growth, and the health of beneficial mycorrhizal fungi. So what they've been working on, of course, is that between high temperatures and blazing sun and, yeah, sometimes more rain than they would like or than they were planning for, we understand that the soil is really what makes the difference when it comes to how the plants grow. So they have found some good results. They're not they're not ready to tell us how to do it differently yet, but they are letting us know some things that could be added into this and can, in fact, inform all of us about green roof technology. The mycorrhizal fungal communities are more active in the long run and develop much faster if they are left alone once they're introduced to the system. Well, that makes sense. These things have been working in soil forever. You give them a new soil and don't mess with it, they're going to be fine, okay? And in fact, that's what they, because they had test plots where they worked on trying to manipulate it to make them get in there better and get it happening faster, but it didn't work. It actually worked better to leave them alone. Many of the fungi, this is this whole business is to help you try and understand what's there and what can be added to it. And what they're trying to do is to say, okay, now that we understand that this was a good idea, just like green walls in an office building are a good idea, but what we learned was that over time, if they're not managed and if they're not maintained, they are no longer a good idea and can become actually a hazard or a place of pollution. And that's not what we're looking for. So I'm tickled to know that they are knowing that over time, the green roof or the green wall that we might install isn't going to be as efficient as it was at the beginning. Well, that tells you that you've got to plan for maintenance. Surprise, we've got to maintain it. Now, come with me. Come with me and John down, way down south, okay? We'll be right back. I grew up working on a farm way down south. I went to school against my will way down south. Shot squirrels out behind my house. I learned a lot about. 
stop this world way down south. Superior. It's more than a name. It's a promise that we make to our customers to provide you the highest quality U.S. farm-raised catfish at your favorite restaurant, your family reunion, or on your dinner table. Hey, this is Steve Azar, and I want to let you know that with Superior Catfish, you know the next bite is as good as the first, time after time, made possible by your friends and neighbors here in Mississippi. Remember, there's catfish, then there is Superior Catfish. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Tax Talk with Straight Talk. You give and you give. This tax season, you get with Straight Talk Wireless. You get a reliable 5G network and unlimited data and a Samsung Galaxy A14 included when you buy an extended silver unlimited plan. So you can give your janky phone to your kid. Switch to Straight Talk for plans starting as low as $25 a line per month for four lines. Find us at straighttalk.com. For network management practices, visit straighttalk.com. Device offer ends 41424. Online only. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Taxes and fees apply. We've sent that Rip Van Winkle guy to the dentist. Hey, what? Hey, what? And what's worse than a trip to the dentist? Your wife's paint project that you've put off. Let Seabrook Paint in Jackson and Ridgeland find that Benjamin Moore paint and a contractor that will get you back doing the important things in life, like grilling and watching sports. Seabrook, Benjamin Moore paint, and a happy wife, happy life. Seabrook Paint in Jackson on Monument and in Ridgeland on West Jackson. First down! Live at the Mississippi Arts and Entertainment Experience in Meridian, Mississippi, Steve Azar and Chef David Cruz on Thursday, February 22nd, 2024, with doors opening at 6 p.m. It will be an evening of soulful melodies with country artist Steve Azar and culinary delights created by Chef David Cruz, both Mississippi natives. Visit msarts.org for ticket information. This is Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. At Two Men in a Truck, we've added a new service option to our brand, junk removal. Whether you're deep cleaning, renovating, or staging your home to sell, our Two Men in a Truck junk removal option is perfect to get the job done. Our professionally trained moving and junk removal teams will load and haul away your unwanted junk for you. Visit twomenandatruck.com to learn more and get a free junk removal quote. That's twomenandatruck.com. Are you the parent of a 2- to 7-year-old? Listen closely for an exciting free radio offer. By now, you've probably heard of ABC Mouse, the Parents' Choice Award-winning online learning program that's actually changing the lives of early learners everywhere. ABC Mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher. It has helped her so much. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month. But you have to go to abcmouse.com slash radio to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash radio. Sponsored by Age of Learning. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to start getting conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. 
celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. We seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. The key paradise put up a parking lot. This is where I got my dream of always being someone's backup singer. <laughs> I knew I couldn't do the other part, but I could do the ooh-woo-woo part pretty well at the time. Didn't pay much, though, so I had to go on to college. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> oh, thank goodness I didn't. Guess what? I think I found the secret, y'all. Have I ever told you the story about my statistics class? My statistics class was on the third floor of a building with no elevator, and I was on crutches. <laughs> I always thought that was why it didn't go so well. You know, statistically speaking, <laughs> statistically speaking, I was not in good not shape. Not going to be able to get there. It was not really good. But it turns out that according to Lund University, our brains are actually programmed to learn more from people that we are naturally attracted to that we like. I don't mean attracted like attracted. I mean like we're we, we're magnetically copacetic with. We have an ability to look at each other and say, "Oh, this is interesting. I might learn from this person." Or they might learn from me or back and forth. That whole business, if we are able to do that, I have to tell you that my statistics teacher was not one of these people. <laughs> he was not fun, not pleasant, and really not a particularly good teacher in that regard. But maybe it's because I didn't like him or maybe it's because I was on crutches and couldn't get up the three flights of stairs that it was causing me a problem at the time. Memory serves a really, really vital function in learning. And it, it allows us not only to learn new stuff, you know, to, to put new things into the hopper that is our brain, but also to update the existing things. And that's really what learning is about. It's not that it's a static thing. We learn two plus two is four, and we never learn anything else past that. We have to keep adding to that, always re- reinforcing that two and two is four, but learning on top of that. We do learn from the things that we experience as individuals, but we also learn from connecting them with other people. And when it comes to teachers or friends or experts or, I don't know, garden mamas maybe, if you like me, you're probably going to learn more from me than if you think I'm an idiot. Well, no, maybe you like idiots. I shouldn't say that. That's not speaking well of that particular mental capacity. But if you think I'm a terrible person, you're probably not going to learn as much from me as if you like me. Is that a better way to put that? I think so. How do we do that? How do we? You can't go and decide whether a person is going to be able to teach you. I, I frankly learned a whole lot from a teacher that I was scared of from the beginning. <laughs> And didn't like very much. But again, to reinforce what I said earlier, if you tell me this is what I need to do to make an A, I'm going to try really hard to get to that point, to get to understand it, to absorb it, and to make something of it in my own brain. And she pushed me harder than anybody ever did. But it worked. She also got me my very first job. I was in the sixth grade. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was. I was a tutor for somebody else. I'd never done anything like that, but it turned out that I was good at it. I was good because I went ahead. I mean, I realized that this is telling us we're programmed to learn from people that we like. Okay. But you have to not go. You, you, you don't. You, my, my statistics teacher was one thing. I, I never did get that right. The other teacher, though, that I did not like at all, I learned a whole lot from. A few others in between those two extremes. I'll have to be given some reflection time for all of that. But to examine what affects our ability to learn and then to take that learning and make inferences into what we already know, that is to absorb it as a, as a forward-thinking, active learning, you know, not just passively absorbing stuff and spitting it back, but to actually learn stuff, how we do all of that. They set up, I love these experiments, that you have to try to remember the objects and how, which ones are connected and which ones are not. Could be anything. Could be a spoon. And they start with that and what, get, what is connected to it and what isn't. So presumably, when you get done with all of that, you figure out which way it learns. And the things that you learn are the things that you're able to like and then make inferences from. I think that's really important to understand. If if I come to you and I say, I really don't like my geometry teacher, you need to find out why, okay? In in the case of sometimes it's because the subject is seems unapproachable and the person's not helping, the teacher is not helping with that part. But sometimes it's just that you just don't like them. And you may have a good reason for that, but you may not. So put those prejudices aside for as much as you can and see what this person can teach you, I think is really the lesson from that. Ooh, ooh, the two-legged robots. I don't really have time to do this, but this is so fun. Come on. Human bodies have flexibility. Therefore, they are capable of fine movements. They can convert energy efficiently into movement. That's how we locomote. That's how we get up and get around. But bringing inspiration into the process of robotics from the human gate that is G-A-I-T, the way we walk, okay? It, the researchers in Japan are doing a two-legged biohybrid robot using muscle tissue and artificial materials. Good grief. This is way over my West head. West world. Way over my head. But, yes, we've all, we've all read about it. We've seen it. And at the same time, it's kind of scary, isn't it? I like the idea, though, that we're going to finally do this. We we certainly need to understand how to make, in my case, Rosie the robot, you know, more comfortable in my home, so she can climb the steps and get up and down and do whatever it is that you use your legs for, because she has a lot of work to do at my house. But we just hope we don't have to bring Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling out as Blade Runners. Oh, come on now. We want that. You know we want that. <laughs> I mean, that's not even a – come on. Who, who would argue with that? The more nimbler robots – I love that, nimble robots. It's such an oxymoron, but it, it we're getting there. They're, next thing you know, they'll be teaching them to knit. <laughs> Me tippy-toeing around the house. That's right. And, yeah, yeah, I won't stealing even your know. orange juice. No, I won't even know. I'll get up in the morning and everything will be clean. <laughs> Like what, if you could make them run off like milk and orange juice and stuff. Cat food. <laughs> be tippy-toeing into You're like, get out of the cat food. That's right. Your robot's in there eating the cat robot's food. robot's in there having cat food. It'd be okay. It'd be all right. I would put up with it if I could just get Rosie the robot into my house. Maybe that's, prob- that's probably why I shouldn't even think about these things because they're not going to happen. But it is, in fact, this weekend 
President's Weekend, and and a lot of people are off, so they're going to be looking for something to do in their garden world, and I trust that some of you will do some of these things that we've been talking about today, whether it is in covering up the space that you have um, to heat it all up, and and as Rich agrees with me, I always like it when people that do these things professionally echo me. He says, yes, they use their tarps every year for that same reason. It's a good idea, um, and, and we have lots and lots of things that we can benefit from warmer soil because we're not using it for anything right this minute. This is this is not if you're planting potatoes. This is not, you know, if you're if you're growing Brussels sprouts and other cabbage family members. But if you are not and you're getting ready to plant spring things, go ahead and use some tarp, use some black plastic. Let this let the sun work for you. It's really important. It's also very important to remember that we've got some plants that are going to need a little bit more attention than you may have given them. I finished pruning all of the ornamental grasses, but I went out and looked and realized that some of the ground cover lirio really looks bad. So I've got my tasks ahead of me. That's going to be a scissors job. Remember, don't cut the green tips and don't disturb anything that's just starting to grow. But mm, come on back next week. We'll do this again. It's the Garden Mama Show. The Garden Mama Show is a production of Super Talk Mississippi Media. Download past episodes at supertalk.fm and contact Garden Mama anytime at mamaonair at yahoo.com. Thanks for choosing the Garden Mama Show. You know that nowadays more people are cutting the cord, ditching traditional cable and satellite television, and instead just streaming everything. With Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's over-the-top advertising, you can get your business seen on streaming TV. Super Talk Mississippi Media Digital's highly trained and trusted team can show you how your ad dollars can go further to reach a more targeted audience. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next-door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Hi, this is Scott Trout of Cordell & Cordell. If you're a dad who is facing divorce, there are extra layers of stress that may include stereotypes and assumptions. No two situations are the same. Our legal experience and dedication prepare us for whatever legal challenges we face together. You need a partner you can count on. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has represented men in divorce. Online at CordellCordell.com. Office in Richland, Mississippi. Free background information available upon request. Scott Trout, licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia only. ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet boom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. 
Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at esisupply.net. A Super Talk Mississippi media production. 